Hello, I'm Annabelle Hickson, the Editor-in-Chief of Galar, which is a magazine about regional Australia. Sky's asked me to write about my daily routines, which I must say has sent me into an enormous spin. I didn't realise how chaotic uh, life was until I sat down to do this. So, um, Sky, I just, I don't know whether to thank you or cry. I have a love-hate relationship with routines. I want to have them. I see their power. I yearn to be consistent. There's an elderly man in town who owns a barber slash weaponry slash sporting goods shop, like all good towns have, and every morning at the same time, Mr Holland winds up the blinds and goes through his opening up routine. Other shopkeepers say they can set their clock by Mr Holland. He is like the sun. I want to be Mr Holland. Instead, I feel more like the sea. Some days the sea is calm, too calm. I sit in bed all day and read and refuse to do any of the jobs like answer emails or laundry that is so much easier to do if you do a little bit every day. I don't want to answer the phone or reach out to anyone. Other days the sea is choppy and frothy and a bit scary. On these days I would work from 3am until bedtime if I could. I get annoyed if anyone asks me anything that is not to do with what I'm working on. I'm in the zone. It's all or nothing. You do not want to set your clock by me. I'm thankful that I have children who are daily routine machines. School has a set start and finish time and I'm legally obliged to send them there. Dinners need to happen, although I've learned not every night. If I'm on strike, we have a what is called a free-for-all where everyone has to sort themselves out and for some reason the kids think that this is fabulous. I'm also thankful that Galar comes with its own routines. We publish a certain amount of times a year and with each of those, there's these blocks with very clear deadlines. And if it weren't for these imposed routines, I don't know where I'd be. But when I look at movies of astronauts floating up in space, when the line gets cut, I feel like it might be out there somewhere. So where I've landed on on the routine front, and by no means am I saying this should be a model for anyone at all, is that I surround myself with routines which on the macro level I obey. The kids go to school, the magazine gets put out, but on the micro level I spend a lot of time rebelling against them, either working far too much or not enough, which sounds completely exhausting now that I say it out loud. So no matter if I'm in stormy workaholic mode or calm sea lazy mode, I'll wake up when the rooster that we thought was a hen but is actually a rooster starts cockle-doodle doing. Right now I'm desperately trying to not drink coffee because I think I'm actually poisoning myself with it. But under normal conditions, the first thing I do is light is fire up the, the little Italian stovetop coffee maker, light the fire if it's cold, which it is at the moment, and then drink strong, sweet coffee in semi-darkness while I scroll through Instagram and dip in and out of the SMH and the Australian. Then I make the school lunches, find clean school uniforms, use swear words as I rifle through the laundry basket looking for socks that remotely resemble a pair. 
If I'm in Stormy Sea mode, this is when, in an ideal world, I would disappear to my desk and work in uninterrupted bliss until I can work no longer. But instead, I try to be present with the kids before they go to school. I fail. I am there in body but not spirit, making chit-chat while thinking about what I'm going to do first when they walk their little legs and big bags out that door. Ed takes them to the bus at 7.30am and I pretty much run to my desk and I stay there until 3.30 when I pick the kids up. I don't use any organisational apps other than the notes on my phone, which is filled with the ghosts of to-do lists past. I don't time block. I don't have specific days allocated for specific tasks. I don't switch off text messages and emails for chunks of the day. I just dive in and go under the illusion that if I keep working, one day I will finish everything that needs doing. That day will never come. Sooner or later, I know I need to take a more sustainable approach to work. I do wonder that if I allocated a couple of hours to writing in the morning with my phone and the internet turned off and then spent the afternoon doing management admin stuff with a long walk in between that I would be better off. I probably wouldn't need to wildly rebel with my stay in bed day so often. And if I could somehow switch off when I pick the kids up off the school bus, daydream, chat, cook together without imagining I was somewhere else working. God, I really am so far away from that, but that is where I want to be. Okay, so it's been about a month since I wrote that bit before and it really got me thinking. I don't think I'd realised how singularly and unhealthily focused on work I was Everything in my brain was about Galah. It's what I talk about with Ed, my friends, and even my poor children. I mean, as if a nine-year-old wants to hear about startup business issues. You know, on one hand, the energy required to start a new business does need to be intense. But on the other, I don't actually want to live a life that's about ambition alone. There's that David Sedaris quote about life being four gas burners. One burner represents your family. One is your friends, the third is your health, and the fourth is your work. He says that if you want to be successful, you have to cut off one of your burners. And if you want to be really successful, you have to cut off two. So I I seem to be happy to cut off any burner that's not work. And I turn that one work flame into a bonfire and I can't even see the others withering away behind it. And it's kind of sick. So, Sky, this little task of yours that you've set me really has set me off into a bit of a um, questioning of, like, is this actually how I want to live my life? Um, in the in the month since, since I first started thinking about this, I've actually decided to not go out back from a three times a year mag to a two times a year mag. I'm going to use that time to set up some systems and routines and ways to make the workload shareable and sustainable. I think I've got to somehow shift from that crazy startup obsessive energy into the energy that's required to run something consistently and sustainably without turning into some sort of monster. I've taken on a lease of a shop in town and the idea is that I... um, want to go in there and work three days a week and that's when I'll do all the sort of admin editor galah stuff 
and then I'll have two days a week at home for more kind of creative, less structured stuff like writing and reading, all the stuff that fuels, you know, fuels me. <laughs> I think that's really important. And then hopefully in the sort of arvos and the weekends, I can just be more normal about hanging out with people who I love and looking after friendships and going for walks. I mean, I don't know if this is going to work, but I do know that I want to have a different daily routine than what I've been having. And yeah, let's see. Can I check in in a year? Oh, wow. I'm a bit shocked to hear the outcome of this recording by Annabelle because in no way was this my intention to overhaul her routine or anyone's routine for that matter. I just think that we could all do with a little insight into one another's lives in the hope that this will subconsciously give us all a pat on the back and lift us up. We're not perfect and from what I can see most of us are not consistent. And we're all trying to be better most of the time until we get too exhausted and we have to have some long mornings in bed. Well, at least I do. And Annabelle too, by the sounds of things. I actually really like the idea of the stormy sea workaholic mode and then the lazy calm stay in bed mode. And I can really relate to that. In my mind, the calm sea mode is reward for the stormy sea workaholic mode and it's supported by this internal sort of mantra to listen to the flow of things if you need a rest you need a rest you can find annabelle and all that is happening with galah at galah.press on instagram or via their website galahpress.com if you share this episode with a friend who somehow, I don't know how, maybe has been living under the hugest rock ever and doesn't know about the wonderful Galar or our daily routines, then I think you're going to have to be sharing internationally, which is fine by me. And if you share, you'll also be spreading the word about Galar's new direction of sorts. So I'm guessing there'll be lots of happiness all around about that. Thank you so much for being here. I've been absolutely floored and buoyed by the support, the sharing and the conversations around our new podcast. So just thank you so much. There'll be another musing next Tuesday at 6am. See you then. <laughs>